welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo, and today I'm so excited to share a recent Firebird Book Award-winning author with you. She is Trin Rose Seely, and her winning book is titled 15 Minutes of Fame, One Photo Does Wonders to Bring You Both Back to Solid Ground. Trin supports the lives of young children, those with special needs, and people living with Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia. All of her projects and offerings are designed to empower caregivers and the ones they care for, including her book and her expressive arts class titled Mindful Art. She plays guitar and appreciates the beautiful world we live in through gardening, bird watching, and photography. She says, I have spent many years caring for people who are lost, who become found again when a photo, song, or story is shared, revisited, brought back to today's moment. We laugh, we cry, we feel like ourselves again. Life is better with good stories to tell. And I think we're going to have some good stories today, so let's find out more right now. Welcome to the network, Trim. So glad to be here, Pat. Thank you for having me on the show, and thanks for the inspiration award. Yay! Yay! That's always inspiring. (laughs) (sighs) Congratulations. I was happy to share that with you. Thank you so much. All righty. Um, so much to talk about. So let's dig right in. Before we take a peek into the book, I like to just take a little step back and to find out why you would write such a book. Thank you. Well, you know, in getting ready for this interview, it always feels exciting to say, okay, what's the all the way boiled down message? And the message is, I do this work and I wrote this book because it works. <laughs> it's fun it's effective to to bring creativity into a caregiving relationship, whether it's at home or with a professional coming into your home or in a care community. Um, it just makes all the difference. I've seen it over and over myself. I've observed it in others. In fact, it's the people with dementia who taught me that, yes, what you're doing is working. Thank you <laughs> by their response. You know, I I have dozens of stories, and I have a few that I thought I would share today. But it just I, I want to help spread the expertise around because I am only one person. And when I was doing full time caregiving, I had this image in my mind of every caregiver in the country and in the world really just working hard in their rooms, trying to help their partners, their friends, the people they're caring for. And how much more joy could be generated and even effective uh, approaches to getting your daily activities done with music, stories, art. There's lots of ways to do that and it, it matters. And I've seen the needle move from 15 years ago to now that it's really a known practice for people to bring people's stories back to them. And it makes a difference for the person with dementia, it makes a difference for the person who's telling the story. It's remarkable, and that's inspiring to me. Oh, absolutely. I I spent close to nine years being a pretty intense caregiver for my mom, and and mostly beautiful aspects of it, but often difficult, not just for her, but for me as the caregiver. So I think something like your message here helps not only the patient, but the person 
caring for the patient as well. So I'm really, really interested for you to share some of your stories. Maybe give us a peek into your book or share the stories that you want to tell. I, we all need to be enlightened as far as this topic yeah. goes, because we will all at some point either be cared for or care for somebody else. So we need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I want to just acknowledge right off that, you know, when you become a full-time intense caregiver, it's like the ground is pulled out from under you. You don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. It's a lot of details or questions or concerns, and you don't know where that journey is going to take you. You feel like you have to start all over from scratch, and that's a really hard way to do it, Um, rediscovering the solid ground underneath you and the person you're caring for, uh, the full life of adventures and challenges and, and honors that they've had in their lives, bringing out the best in people and in each other during this journey, it really makes a huge difference, you know, to make the right promise to somebody. But in my book, it's um, I have this short page that says, The wrong promise to make to your loved one is, I will be the only one who cares for you, and I'll keep you at home. The right promise to make is, we'll walk this path together, and I'll make sure you have what you need. And this is an expanding promise that you can keep. It's really important. You know, and people sometimes feel so guilty and they feel they failed and I didn't, I wasn't able to do it all. And that's an unrealistic expectation for oneself, for for most people. Um, But being able to have the grounding of the the things, the the photos that tell the story of your life, that the great adventure you had, going driving across the country and you got a flat tire in Poughkeepsie and... (laughs) You know, this is a story that will make you all laugh every time when you tell it. So tell it in photos and tell it with captions and and put it on the coffee table and and bring it up, you know, all the time when you need that re-anchoring of something. Um, Singing a song, um, giving people access to music. You know, often what happens, too, is people who are caregiving for their family members think, well, they, they can't remember they don't know how to play the guitar anymore. They don't know how to play the piano. Well, surprise, they do. <laughs> Most times, you know, 18 out of 20 times, you're going to see somebody who's given a piano or a guitar or whatever instrument they play. We have to give it to them. They can't go searching for it if their brain is not remembering. But if you put it right there, it's that body memory that brings people back to themselves and says, ah, ta-da, I can play the piano. Here I go. Here's, give me my guitar. And did you see that movie with uh, Glenn Campbell, I'm Still Here? Mm-hmm. Yes. Amazing. I mean, give him the guitar, give him the sparkly suit, <laughs> give him the teleprompter, and he is on. I mean, he he was not able to function at all off stage, but once you get him on stage, there were many years where he could keep going and he did everything he loved. And that's because he did what he loved and he pursued it. You know, having something that he really enjoyed all his career, it anchored him and it anchored everybody else to realize he can still do this. And so even us regular old citizens, <laughs> a lot of great musicians out there, can be re-anchored by the things that we love if somebody can help us access those things. 
And I think more and more, I guess I'll call them facilities, hospitals, nursing homes, rehab, they try through their activity departments to employ and bring in a music therapist or bring in an art therapist. They they do make that effort, I think. Yes. Yes. Well, it's it, as I say, it's been wonderful to see the change in the culture from when I was doing my work in the in the early 2000s and writing this book to now. It's really very common practice to you know, make somebody's doorway full of all the things they love and the pictures and the quilts they made and the awards they've won and and uh, let everybody know who this person is. Because if I myself, let's say I had a stroke or something and I couldn't speak, I'd want people to know who I really was and bring that back to me. I want them to, to show me pictures of my fun, you know, my gardens and, you know, the the trips I've taken and the adventures that I love. Um, because then I'll feel known. Even if I can't respond, I'll know that the people around me know who I really am. And it, it's really changed the industry from, you know, 15 years ago. I, I worked at the Alzheimer's Association in uh, Colorado, and I found that all our books of information were way far away removed from the culture, and I felt like I've got to write a book that goes into the bookstore. I've got to write a book that goes into the library that where people are, that they're looking for answers and support um, because I've seen this work so well for people and not just to jolly them up. <laughs> it's to get your tasks done in the day. You know, I would hear some caregivers would say things like, it's time to get up, it's time to get dressed, it's time for your shower. And I thought, I am never going to say those words, never. What I'm going to say is, hey, good morning. There's a great breakfast that's being served just down the hallway, and I'm here to make sure you get there on time. The shower's already running. The clothes are in there. Hey, great. Let's go. <laughs> we have somewhere to go. We have a reason to get up. We, we're creating some solid ground for the day. It's not just poking at a task. It's why are we getting up? Why are we, why should I get up? Oh, because there's something great. And then there's a musician coming. They're going to play some music. Oh, but have you seen my husband today? No, but you know, if we're sitting in the living room when the musician is playing and we're facing the door, if he comes in, we'll be the first to see him. Oh, okay. Let's go. Yeah. You know, motivating people to the kinds of life they've always enjoyed, you know, adventures and um, good meals and good good things to consider and do with your time. That's that's what was a winning winning formula for me. And so then people would trust me and they'd say, "Oh, you can help me in the bathroom. Sure, thank you for helping me freshen up before lunch." I mean, it was really turned around this sort of energy that says, "I have to get these people fixed up for the day." Instead, it was more like. What can we do next? Oh, we're going on a van ride to see the mountains, and we'll be back before lunch. Great. I'd love to go on the van ride. Let's go have some ice cream. You know, we're, we're living. We're living a life, and the, the motivator is let's, let's do something, and I'm here to help make oh. sure you get to do those things. I love that. It's just all in the approach. And, and as you were speaking about bringing pictures into the rooms of patients or, or folks, 
it's one thing to be a caregiver for your mom like I was. It's another thing to be a caregiver like you where you've got many people that you're giving care to. Um, how do you know who they are if you don't have anything from their past to go by? So I did a lot of work in the patient advocacy field, and I would always tell folks, when you have a family member in the hospital or the nursing home or whatever, bring pictures of when they were happy and, and celebrating birthdays or with their grandkids. So now when you're not there to care for them, when the nurses or the healthcare staff come in, they will see you as you used to be and can relate to you as you were when you were feeling well and happy and not, you know, somebody who's intubated and on oxygen and, and tethered to the to the bed. So I think there's a lot that, that a family member can do to make sure that the caregiver knows who their loved one was prior to that stay. 100%. And that's what I've seen is people know that so much more than they did 15 years ago when I was just preparing the book and getting it out there. One specific example is um, a person that I would go in and say, you know, good morning, good morning, because she loved to sing and she would wake up giggling and she, she, we would walk to towards the bathroom in the morning, and she would point to a picture on the wall and say, "And who do you think that is?" And it was herself, even her little cute ringlety curls, you know. <laughs> but her family did do that. Her family brought that picture, and I mean, every day I'm talking every day for years. This is what we would do in the morning. And certain other people who would march in there and be like, come on, it's time to get up. They'd be like, she hit me. Like, surprise. (laughs) Who wants to wake up being sort of announced that you have to get up now? It's like, no, how about, hello, good morning. Mm. She's giggling already and she's seeing a picture of her cute self. And then there's another picture by her bed that was like of her with her dad canoeing. And I, she, she, she told me, she said, you know who that is? That's me wow. and my dad canoeing. I'd be like, oh, cool, you guys are so adorable. And every single day was this joy because of those photos on the wall. Oh. And there's just a dozen, you know, tons of stories more like that, just that people would value that there's a picture of me and my mom, there's a picture of me and my brother, there's a picture of me on my horse, oh. you know, that, that, that taught me this matters. This matters to these people. This is their story, and they want to tell it. Mm-hmm. So how wonderful that is to to have them tell me their story. And now it's a it's a practice. You know, it's, it's been my practice to do this with people, with creative music sessions and stories, and sharing photos of you know summertime scenes and watermelon, and then you know things in the fall time, the leaves, and talking about autumn and. A man who was a post delivery man with his dad, he would, he would ride through the snow in Illinois and he'd split the route with his dad because it was so snowy. And I didn't know he was going to tell those stories, but we just talked about interesting life things and it brought up all the stories of their lives. It's a miracle every time. I love this. So your book is for everyone, not just caregivers. Yeah. Yeah. We all want to be known. You know, we all want to be known for who we really are. Everybody does. So it's a value to realize my website, caregiverheart.com, says all about Alzheimer's and everybody else. 
Exactly, exactly. That's why I said that. Tell us about the cover. Yeah. Well, there's a wonderful woman named Vanessa. She's The husband told me recently that she's passed away now. She was a... And I didn't know this about her at first, but I just knew from a class with a Banner Alzheimer's Institute here in Arizona that she was a junior high art teacher. But she was a great artist, and she just would draw everything that was put in front of her. And that tiger on the cover there is from a stuffed animal. And she just drew it and made it into a grassy scene. She just had this ability. And there was one time when I was sitting with her, and we were looking through a magazine that had rainbow colors, like it had started with red, orange, yellow, and then green, blues, and purples of, you know, Arizona highways or something. And for all the bright colors, she'd be like, oh, wow, 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 that's bright. Oh, and then when we got to the blues and the green, she'd be like, ah, now that's lovely. (laughs) It really, color really affected her, and she knew it, and she showed it how much it did, and she also loved to paint butterflies and draw butterflies, so she would often add butterflies to her art. And um, she was just, but, you know, outside of the class, she would just say, where am I? How do I get home? What are we doing now? She just was lost, but she would re-anchor and ground with the art, like give her some colored pencils, give her some watercolors, give her, give her stamps. I mean, I realized... She did stamps a lot with her art with her kids over the years, so she knew how to put the stamp right on the ink pad, press it down all around, press it right in the middle of whatever she was doing, absolutely, solidly, full skills. And just really, I knew she needed to to be on the cover of this book. You know, so it's just a matter of someone caring to find out what that trigger is for for these folks to come alive and you know if you don't offer them that whole menu or the plate of different things and if you don't know much about them then they don't have that ability to show that there's somebody still in there that can come out so what a gift i think your book is so so important for for folks to get a copy of it's a transformation you know it's a transformation from you know, feeling down and lonely and confused to feeling totally comfortable, confident, laughing, you know, and, and the feedback I've gotten from family caregivers in, in different kinds of classes is they feel better for many days mm-hmm. after the class. I bet. They function better, they're calmer, they're kinder, they're more happy. You know, Alzheimer's dementia and there, you know, the, the dementia is a general term for not being able to function the way that your brain wants to function. Alzheimer's is one kind. There's, you know, if you have the flu, you have dementia. If you have, you know, a stroke, you might have dementia. But um, whatever the cause, to re-anchor somebody with something that's comfortable, it really um, makes a difference to those people who are trying to find their ground again. The transformation is a wonderful thing to see. Oh, Trin, thank you. Thank you for caring, all the work that you've done with folks, and then to put it in a book form so that you can continue enlightening others and helping others, even though you may not be there personally. I so appreciate that. What are you working on now? Any other new books? 
I have had the honor of being in two other books, and I am sometimes considering the next book, yes. Um, I'm a spiritual person, and I like the idea of talking about, you know, one of the, one of the reasons that really, uh, I do this work is that I've been taught in my Christian faith and believe that a person is who they are inside, whether we can see it on the outside, and that every one of us that those those things that are important to us, it's not just the things that we love. We actually are what we love. We become those things. And when dementia hits and confuses the brain and confuses the, the affect and the presentation of a person, I'm going to look for that angel inside that's being formed and that has a real life of beauty, of delights, of um, accomplishments. And if I can find that out from the family or from the nurse on duty or from anybody that can tell me about this person's life, I'm going to find out so I can bring that, bring that joy back to them, you know, see who they really are. And they respond to that. They feel so known and, and thankful. And that's a, that's a real, that's a real driver for me is seeing a person who's for who they really are. Yep. Oh my. Many people are going to be inspired and thus the win in inspiration. For sure. All right, my friend, as we begin to wrap up, anything we missed that you wanted to highlight today? I just think it's, um, it's wonderful to be able to have sort of a, a list of things that reminds a, a person who's doing care about this person whether it's for themselves or for, for somebody else who's helping them, you know, by telling great stories about this person, you not only empower yourself and the one you're caring for, but you empower everyone who joins that circle of care. And when you record those stories and leave them out so people can interact with them, leaving favorite song lyrics on the piano bench, people will play music again. People will tell their life stories again. And, they will feel, the person with dementia will feel good about their interactions and it gives everyone something to talk about, something great to talk about. And that's a real gift for the world. You're a real gift for the world. Thank you very much. One Photo Does Wonders to Bring You Both Back to Solid Ground by Trin Rose Seeley. If you would, maybe share all of your contact information where folks can find out more about you, your work, get copies of your books. Take us wherever we need to go. Thank you, Pat. Well, my first caregiver book is called 15 Minutes of Fame. One photo does wonders to bring you both back to solid ground. My name is Trin Rose Seeley, and my website is called caregiverheart.com, where you can purchase the book as a PDF. It's just a couple of dollars, and I feel really good about that it's very affordable and available people. It's also starting to become more available in libraries. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble and other sites. And I have uh, printed copies that I can mail out from my email, which is trinrose at gmail.com. That's my name, Trin, T-R-Y-N-R-O-S-E, trinrose at gmail.com. And I look forward to supporting your listeners. Pat, thank you so much for the time today. 
you are so welcome. Caregiverheart.com. I was just thinking how wonderful it would be if someone were to buy many copies and distribute them to their local rehab and nursing homes just so a copy's laying around. So when family members or someone's sitting around waiting for a loved one to you know, show up for a meal or get done with a bath or a shower, they might be able to pick up a copy of this book and learn something. It's been my joy to, to do that with some care homes, and I'm ready to do more. Caregiverheart.com. Trinrose Sealy, you're the best. I knew I was going to enjoy our conversation today. Thank you for having such a caregiver heart. I appreciate you. Thank you, Pat. Delight to talk with you today.